Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way everyone. Welcome back to Children of Erte. We're so excited to have you. Um, as usual, let's kick it off over to Adam, who will introduce our sponsors. For we, we always let Deborah say hello to you first because <laughs> we know you like her the most. And so yeah. we, let, we let her say hello first and then do this. Hi. Do, this like, yes. So um, we have wonderful sponsors. Uh, thank you so much for all of the support throughout the entire series uh, to, to this point. Yeah. Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Thank you so much for that. You can grab an Electrum chest code on the overlay or bouncing around the chat. Thanks so much for all of uh, all that you do for us. I know that many of you come from playing Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, you, you come and grab a, a chest code. If you want to stay around and see some shenanigans, feel free to stay a while and watch. Uh, we, we love to have you. So thanks so much for that. Uh, Die Hard Dice, who has supplied our cast. Well, we've got an entirely new list here. Oh, um, wow. Because I'm, I'm trying to do these in order. Um, I got another list from At Tall Halfling. So we're, go we're going through another list here. But at all, um, halfling is just saving our our little baby children butts. Yeah, <laughs> saving our bacon. All right, here <laughs> we go. Um, this one, uh, they have supplied our cast with Maves Makers of Mayhem. Maves oh, yeah, perfect. Of that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. I thought that one was a really good. strong start for this new list. So, thank <laughs> you, at all, halfling. Love it. Mm. You can get 10% <laughs> off your order with Die Hard Dice using the code Erte. And we will also be giving away a $20 uh, promo discount uh, in chat. So, pay attention to the prompts there. And then finally, tonight, you'll hear the dulcet tones of Sirenscape because epic games need epic sound. I'm Adam Bradford, the CDO at Demiplane. We have a lot of cool things going on. Uh, you can check me out on Dev Updates Tuesday nights. Uh, no, Tuesday mornings. I'm <laughs> forgetting what, uh, what, what day is it. Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific on this channel. Um, and uh, see, see everything that Demiplane has going on. I'm the CDO here, and tonight I am playing Silas Sorrell, your dimensionally displaced magical superfan. Good job, Adam. Hey, everybody. I'm Alicia Marie. You can find me on socials at Alicia Marie Body. I'm a custom artist and RPG performer, and I'm getting ready to go to Washington SummerCon at the end of this month. And I'm really excited about it because I like my costumes, I like meeting people, and I love, 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 love conventions. So <laughs> tonight, I am playing Rosa Armstrong, barbarian at law. <laughs> what? 
Yes. <laughs> Hello, I am Jen Pretchmore. You can find me on socials as at DreamWisp, um, streaming on Twitch as DreamWisp Jen. Uh, the things that are happening show up there. Um, and tonight, I am playing your friendly neighborhood. No, what am I? Your friendly neighborhood homemaker. <laughs> Who am I? Where am I? Mayhem, mayhem maker. <laughs> friendly neighborhood may, mayhem maker. Uh, Maeve Morgan Flynn, who just posted a thread the other day about why you don't mess with fairies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. a really good thread. And both yeah, Deb and I read. wish that we had read that before we got on the train. It was really, yeah. really good. But it completely explains all of Maeve's behavior <laughs> right up yeah. top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, now it's my turn. Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content manager at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. I'm on the socials as Oboe Lauren. I have uh, participated in this awesome horror short series that the trailer and a whole bunch of the interviews have come out called The Velvet Lodge, done uh, in produ- produced by Elder Eye Entertainment. You should go check it out. It's creepy. It's fun. <laughs> it is absolutely not the character that I'm playing tonight who is Neb, who just wants to know what everybody's emotional support animal is. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Now you got me That's thinking. All right. <laughs> Hope, what's your emotional support animal? I'll just ask. Mine are Robins, because mine would be a red panda. <gasps> and Robins would be a hummingbird. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um. Hello, everybody. My name is Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. You can watch me as a dungeon master on Misfits of Alceta uh, every Wednesday on the That's How We Roll channel. But tonight I am playing Miss Robin Beckett, your granny for hire. <laughs> Wonderful. Hi, and I'm Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you all for being here. I am your game master, your storyteller this evening. Um, I'm also doing conventions here and there. I think. I looked at, I tried to look 24th and 25th in Calgary, GameCon Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be playing some some RPGE stuff. Um, RPGE, that's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> RPG. That's the robot that RPG-E. comes around with a tray of dice. <laughs> RPGE. RPG-E. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, and I'm so excited to be here tonight. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, players. Thank you, Josh. Let's get cozy and settle in for the 48th chapter of Children of Verte. So we left you all in dire circumstances two weeks ago. Um, You had finally escaped from being buried alive in this avalanche, um, but you had another piece of the shard, another shard of the mirror. You made your way out only to discover that the avalanche had completely wiped away the train. You have no idea where it is. Um, There is just snow and debris covering the mountainside over the tracks, falling down the side of that mountain. Um, You all made your way into the forest off to the side, found a little bit of uh, uh, shelter there. Uh, uh, Silas created a hot tent out of nothing and placed it there on the ground. Um, And as you were just, we left you just as you were settling in to this makeshift shelter. And we got a fire going, right? You go, there's a little, there's a little space in the center where the smoke came out from the top, yes. Um, And yeah, and it's, it's definitely darkening now. Um, You're getting into night, it is quite cold. There is still sort of snow falling from above, big, thick, wet flakes. If I take a second and 
uh, test out my kidney, what do I think the weather is going to be like for the next 24 <laughs> your hours? Kidney. I'm never prepared for your kidney. Um, <laughs> Neither am I, really. Um, like you did this position. position. Yes, I'm never prepared for kidney. For Neb's kidney. <laughs> no one ever expects me. <laughs> Her chief weapon is uh, surprise and being surprised, basically. <laughs> um, so your expectation is that this this is a a longer storm, but not an intense one. That you will probably have these thick falling flakes for a while, but you're not looking at blizzard. You're not looking at heavy winds. But this is you know you're going to have at least another twenty hours of this kind of snowfall. Okay, I'll bring my head in from poking it outside to take a look. Uh, so good news, bad news. What good news is what's happening now, it's not going to get any worse. The bad news is what's happening now, it's going to continue for a while. So, oh. well, we're all pretty tired. Does anyone, what, what, what should we do? Should we all just like, I guess, decide who's going to watch? Listen, and stay awake I'm going to be honest with you here because, what? you know, I've made a few things out of thin air now, and yeah. I just keep thinking about that coffee pot like that I made the first time if you remember like I made a coffee pot like everybody drank Wait, the coffee did and that it explode? like disappeared no oh, it, it, it didn't explode it didn't explode okay. it just kind of like faded back into nothingness and so, so we, could be, we could be asleep and basically wake up exposed to the elements I mean thing. maybe but I mean I can take first watch and then like that way okay. if anything happens while it's going on, maybe I can try to make another one. Is there anything else we can do in the meanwhile to prepare, basically? Like, that's a great idea. Like, can we, we just like bring you know, any... sew a tent or something? We didn't bring any uh, supplies. Maeve needs to go take a nap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maeve's gonna. Maeve's very, very tired and gonna okay. gonna Good roll night, over Maeve. and fall Maeve, asleep. Don't worry about right that. I'm sorry, folks. I've got first <laughs> okay. watch. Um, I'm going to remind you that, you know, Robin and Neb are still blue around the gills. Um, you know, the tips of their noses, I mean, that, the, 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 the shock of being trapped under there in that cold is really, you, you can still see it on their fingertips and in their Okay, Miss Robin, Neb, it, it, I don't know if anybody else is hurt, but you, you two look blue around the gills. I don't know, like that thought came to me uh, for, for some reason. Some Were you expression. looking at me and thinking about fish? Because you know, I'm just maybe, used to it Maybe that's it. Now. Like you can turn thing, turn into things. So I, can you turn into fish? Have I, we even... We uh, haven't tried it. Right now. No, not... But, you know, sometimes it's good to think about the not important things when you're this cold. <laughs> so I'm trying to get really good at like figuring out my energy here because it's like an aura or an energy or something about like how much I can do because like, I definitely don't want this tent to go away. And if it goes away, like that takes a lot of energy, but I think I do have some energy left that I can try to like, maybe, you know, do, do that thing like the, you know, and like, uh, never going to give you up, you know, that, that thing. <laughs> I, and then I, like, maybe, maybe to like make you feel a little bit better before you go to sleep. Oh, I probably just need a nice long uh, rest. As she as she is still talking and saying <laughs> that, Sil know, Silas goes, 
I, I think you're probably right, Miss Robin. And he's going to pat her on the back and he's going to try to disguise to some degree, <laughs> like like that he's casting a spell as he touches her uh-huh. um, because he's doing it like behind her back. Uh-huh. Um, so again, I have no idea if he's going to actually be successful in that, but he's going to try. And um, and he's he's going to cast Cure Wounds on Miss Robin. So you, you want to do a stealthy Cure Wounds? I'm trying to. All right, so let's start with the stealth. Okay. Give us a stealth roll. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, that's not terrible. 16. What's your passive perception, Robin? Uh, 12. 12, okay. You successfully disguise your casting as a mumble and a pat. <laughs> nice. Uh, 11 hit points. 11 points back to oh. Robin. I, I don't know if it's even possible for her not to feel that. <laughs> so she might feel it at this point. Suddenly, Robin was like better. cracking her, her back. She goes, oh, that's all I needed. Yeah, you, you, you are really spry. You really, really are. I'm spry. very impressed. Did you used to be a chiropractor's assistant, Miss Robin? Because that, that sounded like you knew exactly where to crack. That, that was uh, impressive. More just about the stretching. You know, I was a yoga instructor for a little oh. bit. It's very that helpful. explains a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silas, I want to I wanna try something else because you should probably save what energy you have to keep making our shelter, at least until we have another idea, another option. Um, remember when I did this? And Neb is going to take out her rock mm-hmm. and she'll put it down in front of her on the ground, like, right in front of where the fire is. And I'm just gonna kind of tap it a couple of times and then smoke is gonna start to swirl out of it again in in those nebula colors of blues and purples. And it's gonna mingle in a a weirdly pretty way with the smoke from the fire, but everybody who is sitting within five feet of the fire is going to get some healing. Hey. Um, oh. I'm gonna use my healing sparkles. You have healing sparkles? I do. Oh my goodness. Uh okay, so I always forget. Okay. So at least at least Miss Robin and I are gonna get five health back. I need to see um I can heal a number of times equal to one plus my spe- spellcasting ability modifier, which is four, so I can do this five times. So so everybody. Yeah. Everybody oh. take a little bit of mm-hmm. makes everybody feel a little bit better. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I like that idea. I'll take that, <laughs> Silas. You've been a very good teacher. Yeah, no, no, like, <laughs> hey, that that's not me at all. Like, you're doing something completely different. I can tell right there because I I can't do that thing that you just did. So uh, so yeah, like uh, you know, keep doing that. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, that that's as much as I can do as you watch as I the smoke clears again and she and I'll pick up my rock and say, yeah. I can try to do that again in a little bit, but at least it does a little a little. It still doesn't solve the problem of what happens when all of this disappears, but I wanted to well, at just, least contribute a little bit. Has anyone ever seen that show Naked and Afraid? <laughs> I've heard I've heard of it. I feel yeah. like that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying they like build stuff out of like, I don't know, twigs and stuff. So like, do we think that we could do that? Do we have time? What's, well, all we see out there is snow though. 
But what about like an igloo? I mean, you know how those work, basically. You know, it's packs. No, snow, I don't body have heat. a clue how they work. <laughs> like basically, how how do they work? <laughs> it's it's all body heat. It's packed snow, but it's literally body heat. What is what keeps people warm in, in an igloo? So we just sleep on top of each other. Is what you're saying? I don't know about that. However, I mean, it could help to sleep super close to each other, right? We're friends, we're family. We've, we've seen each other take significant bathing experience. We've known each other for like 12 days or something now. Yeah, like we're just 12 days. thick we're, as yeah. thieves. If the option is a, a cuddle pile or freezing to death, I'm gonna yeah. take the cuddle pile. Y'all yeah. are really nice. And I, I'm mm -hmm. more than happy to, to get in. I mean, this tent is already small, so we're gonna have to do that anyway, but. yeah. Faroza, do you know how to make an igloo? I mean, it can't yeah. be that You want to give me a survival check, Faroza? Do I have just... to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can. Maybe you can. I can't. Let me say I can. I just wasn't sure if it was one of my do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please. 20! Unnatural. Yes. 20. Oh, okay, Faroza. Yeah. Your lumberjack up, parents. Yes. yes growing Ugh. up with lumberjack parents in the, the wilds of Maine uh, <laughs> in your backyard, one of the fun things that you used to do with your parents were build igloos. Um, you would, you know, make the blocks out of ice and pack the snow around. So you actually know exactly how to do it. It's mm. takes some work because usually you're cutting blocks of ice and doing things like that. But you're pretty sure if you guys could create some kind of other structure and then mm -hmm. pack snow around it, you might be able to get a very similar, um, you know, uh, sort of in insulation, you know, as to what the igloo does. Perfect. And to be honest with you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm freezing out here, but there's a little, there's something about the cold that isn't bothering me. So okay. I, if, if I have to, I can, I can work a little bit longer. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've got a really good idea. Can can we use the tent as the structure and just cover it in snow? And that way, if if and when the tent goes away, all that happens is now we're just in an igloo. Yeah, why don't, why don't we do that? I better get started now, though. And Fruz is going to stand up and literally like go outside to start seeing how hard the snow is and where okay. she can start. <laughs> so, well, I'm going so to offer that with your axe, and the snowpack and finding ice and boulders and things that you actually can find some pretty hard pieces that you can then kind of shave. Now it's gonna take you some time to do it, but you think with maybe like two to three hours of solid work, you could probably create a pretty good shell around this, this pop tent. After just the slightest bit of silence as yes. she gets up to start doing that, Silas like, well, Okay, anybody else got any wild, weird skills that you haven't disclosed <laughs> to everyone? Only the ones I've been discovering while we're here. Yeah, all right. I I guess I'm gonna go help her. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're here. I feel like we should all help. Yeah, Rob. Get this done as quickly as possible. Okay, so the four of you working together. So Feruza with her axe, the rest of you have various, you know, items and things that you can help. Um, yeah. Maeve is, is curled up by that fire, you know, just the exhaustion of this whole experience. You can just tell mm -hmm. she needs that rest. So she's gonna curl up and sleep there um, very comfortably. Again, you know, hoodied up. 
up. I'm sure she's <laughs> just like burrowed away. We know um, it's really important and she's really tired because she didn't even put her headphones on. That's she right. just put up the hood and went right to sleep. That's serious. And it is, I mean, the, the really amazing thing that you notice is you go out and you start working on these ice blocks and packing the snow and, and you find that if you, you pour a little water over that snowpack and get it to freeze up like ice, you can kind of create some blocks in that way. So you're finding ways to kind of make this work and it is going faster, the the, the, the process of building this. Um, it is hard work, it is cold work, it is, it is beautiful This beautiful soft snowfall, it is so quiet. Every once in a while, all you hear is just maybe the little shift of a squirrel up in the tree. I mean, it is just this beautiful, serene night, um, you know, especially after the, the sort of tumult of the day. Um, and it is a really lovely evening and working conditions as you begin to build this igloo around the hot tent. Um, after about two hours of work, you're getting towards the end. You've maybe got just the cap of this igloo left to finish. Uh, the hot tent disappears. <laughs> um, let's do, let's see. <laughs> What's like a good like architecture check here? Oh my God. Um, I feel like it should be like crafting, but that doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. I, I always end up going with something like history. Um, so let's do just let's just do an intelligence check. We'll do a group intelligence check. So I just of the four of you, I just need at least two of you to do well enough on this. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I I heard Miss Robin go for this. Uh, yeah. Are you all okay if I also roll the history check? You can all go. All, all four of you should go. But oh. I just need. But of the four of you, two of you have to do well enough for it. Dirty to twenty. Dirty do. twenty. Fourteen. A fourteen. Fifteen. A fifteen. Thirteen. And a thirteen. So you're all working together, but Feruza and Silas, every once in a while, you notice Neb or Robin placing a block on top of a seam or something like that, where it's going to be, so you step over and just sort of help, you know, reposition so that things go on it. And together, the four of you really learn how to build this the most structurally sound way. And when that hot tent disappears, there's a slight settling but it holds. You can see that there's again, just this crown that's a little bit still open at the top, but this sort of circular, you know, pressure as as soon as it kind of sinks in on itself, it holds itself up in place uh, using the pressure of the blocks around it. And as you begin to kind of pack snow up around the sides, you do indeed create this sort of igloo. Um, the fire is still burning in the middle and the smoke is coming out of that hole in the top. The Feruza, this is amazing. Feruza. I'm so proud right now. We are very <laughs> proud of you. You know, I, this reminds me of when I went to Sorosnivu Inglu Hotel, nestled in the wilderness of Norway. It was the most beautiful ice hotel, and you just, in negative five degrees, and it was just so cozy inside, though. I thought this looks just like that. You know, honestly, Miss Robin, like you tell these stories and, and seriously, there's just something about you that I believe you. But honestly, if anyone else started saying all this stuff that you say, <laughs> I would be so skeptical. I would be so skeptical. Well, I can vouch for Miss Robin's accuracy and, and her stories. And, and you know what? Even if they weren't true, they're lovely to listen to. <laughs> 
Yeah. You kind of need some, I mean, it, I mean, I'm looking around outside and Fur is just sort of staring around and everything's so, so nice. I mean, it's, I'm almost nervous that it's so nice. Are you guys? And I'm like shuffling back and forth with my hands in the coat pockets. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of nice, but it's very cold. Should we go yeah. back inside? Yeah, let's, let's, let's crawl back in here right now. It's mm -hmm. so Cut nice. Up. They named it ice. <laughs> Silas lets out. We're gonna close uh, the door on Robin as we go. Silas, like minor illusion, definitely is you know the rim shot. But then, but but then just a little bit after that, it's like. I know. I was gonna say somewhere in the distance, a bird goes. <laughs> oh, Silas, you've been talking to the birds too. Okay. <laughs> Well, this oh, is this is good, and now Silas, you don't have to worry about using up all your energy. Yeah, honestly. So that lasted, I don't know, a couple of hours, I think. So um, you know that that's good to know. Like, I'll see if I can extend the time because that might be important one day. But uh, you know, for for now, it it can you know get us by in a pinch. It can. And can you make those tents look like anything you want? I mean, sure. Do we want like a floral pattern on the the next one, or? I was thinking camouflage. <laughs> oh no, I made this one camouflage. Like you didn't see the outside. Like the outside had like you know. Yeah. It was like uh, it it looked like storm shadows outfit. Yeah. Like like that. You know storm shadow? No. He's yeah, like the like second that. best GI Joe, but he's technically a Cobra. But then he kind of comes over to the GI Joes at one point. He's uh, part of the Arashikage Ninja Clan, same one that Snake Eyes belong to. No. Okay, so he's... wait. If he's the second best, who's the first? Well, Snake Eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should have inferred that. <laughs> Snake Eyes. Yes, obviously Snake Eyes. A little bird in the distance goes. <laughs> Geek task. <laughs> Anybody have any darts? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I think it's interesting also that you guys both have these spells that can make people feel better, but they're different. You use them differently, you're saying. Yours is, comes out of your rock, Neb, mostly, and uh, Silas, yours comes out of your Mine face. comes out of my butt. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. My healing mind, I think. You would just think it. Healing parts. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, Feruza, I I, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Well, I think that's a good point about us having this similar power in a different way, but that's that's mm. something that normal people have too. Like more than one person can do a, a thing. They just do it in different ways. So why not with magic too? So maybe there's things that True. you can do. You know, I, I think I might have learned some of this from Silas and I just have to do it a different way. I, I, yeah, li listen, like I, I mean, you know, would normally be flattered by that, but I'm pretty sure this has nothing to do with you watching me because um, I am seeing you do all these other things that I certainly can't do. And I think that like whatever this power is, it's like closer to what, uh, you know, our guy Crash is using um, and uh, and so I don't know, maybe there's like fundamentally some kind of laws or something to magic. Like maybe there's like, you know, guidelines and principles or something. A rule or, book somewhere? Well, I'm sure it's got something. Sure. 
I mean, that's what I was hoping to learn from Pivum, and I hope he's okay. I forgot about him. We hmm. left him in there, didn't we? Well, he went to the train, so... But at the same time, he could change into... I don't know, what's a cold weather something? I mean, he'd change into a polar bear or something, probably survive this, right? Yeah, I mean, he's survived here way longer than we have, so I'm worried about him, and I hope he's okay, and... Hopefully we'll find him tomorrow and find the train and find everything. But yeah, I'm, I, I think, I think if anyone is going to survive this, it'll be him. It'll be him. Faruza, how did you go all acts of omens um, earlier is what I want to know. Did everybody else see that? You saw her axe? You mean that you mean my, you mean what my axe is turning yeah, into? Or yeah, turned it's, into? it's not a little hatchet. I know. It's funny because I'm like, I, I feel myself getting stronger. And let me tell you, even though I'm tall, I've never been strong. I mean, my nickname was Olive Oil in school. So <laughs> I was tall, but I was never and now you're looked at as, I was never called strapping. Okay, let's put it that way. But I, not only do I feel like strong, but I feel like there's something in me that makes me want to be aggressive. And I've never been aggressive in any way, except for maybe how fast I got through a book. So this well, for me, like, want, like, I mean, it, like I told you, I get way back and we were telling a little few things about ourselves. I've, I've always sort of gotten out my aggression on chopping wood because my father's business, you know, so to speak. Um, but this is something else. It's like, it's almost like I feel like I'm built for it, which kind of scares me because I know we do want to find out the extent of things that we can do here. But I, I, I'm doing it within reason because I don't really know how much I can control of it. Do you feel that way? Or no? I'm not afraid of if I can't control it. Oh. Does that make sense? Well, Farza, let me ask you, yeah. because you, you basically scared that bird into doing what we wanted it to do. And that's, that was incredible. And it didn't involve having to hurt anybody. You just, you just told it what to do and it did it. And that's, <laughs> that's a really cool strength to have. You should, you should try that out more. Like, how did that feel? I, I don't know if I actually told you guys this, but when we went through our little portals before we met up in front of the, the, the shot glasses from hell, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> The way that I got past my monster was, I, I, I told him to go away and he was, he backed down. I actually had to think to myself, put the ax down, Fruza, put the ax down, because the first thing, let me tell you, that I wanted to was, you know, Paul Bunyan, that thing. Uh, can, can you like just not point that at us when you're, when you're sorry saying? about that? Sorry, I'm sorry, baby. Um, but I, I did, I, I just told him what I wanted and. He did it. I, I'm not saying it'll work every time. I don't know. But I'm feeling really confident in a, this version of strength that I'm getting from somewhere. And I find it kind of interesting. You're like but, a foot taller, so. What? Wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm it's like a foot. I mean, it's like this far. Like, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's way taller. I think Silas is right, but uh, Robin, what do you think? Because uh, Feroza, you just always look real tall to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could be objective, but I mean, Robin, do you think the same thing? Is she like a foot? A foot taller? 
I mean, I've never been on the tall side, and actually, <laughs> I'm going to admit it. I think all this traveling is causing my posture to be worse. So really, maybe I'm just shrinking, and she's getting, she's not getting taller. I'm just shrinking. You feel like you're shrinking? I don't. I don't know, honestly. I feel some changes to my body, but I still feel good. Just different. So what? Like, just speaking of changes to the body, did anybody like? Did you see yourselves in the ice maze thing that we just went through? Because yeah. I saw myself. It was amazing up until it was horrifying, and then it was amazing again. But what, did they look Silas, different? What did, Silas, what did you see? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw. I, I mean, he was a real punk. It was like he he what? just like. Yeah, like a, a straight-up punk. It's like every time I would move or do something, he was like there before I was. It's kind of like, you know, when you're playing that game as kids with like a you know sibling or something and you're like, you know, trying to anticipate what they're going to say where you can like copy what they're saying as they say. You know, it, it was almost like that, but it was like I wasn't the one. I was the one trying to catch up and try, trying to like say what they were saying. It, it was really, really weird. But then also... This guy, and, and I, again, it could have been me, like maybe, I don't know, but like this guy had like a bright, shiny eye, like straight up, like out of 90s comics, like just like <laughs> giant, one shiny eye? eye. Huh? Bright eyes or one bright yeah, eye? Yeah, just one of them. Because like, you know, you never get two, like, you know, Cable, Longshot, all these people, yeah. they always had just like one, right? And so it's like just one eye is like really, really bright and shiny. And oh. I'm sitting here thinking, like, that is, you know, if if this is, like, portents of our, you know, future or something, because I'm pretty sure we've put this together, that when we were down in that other little place where they had our initials and they shouldn't have and all that, it was like we saw visions or something, and it seemed like, hey, is that me? Is that potentially me? To me, it felt a little bit like, you know, character creation for Diablo when you, like, are uh, choosing the class and you're like, oh, my gosh, this looks amazing. Like, look at that badass armor and all that stuff that you got on. And then you start the game and you're in, like, a tunic and some rags, right? And so, like, yeah. it felt a little bit like that to me. And then, then we see this, and it's like it felt like we were seeing ourselves again or something. I, it, it was, it was weird. And all I'm saying is that if my eye starts glowing at some point, then yeah. like that is going to be incredibly inconvenient for trying to sleep. Like, I don't know how that's even going to work. Well, only if it glows through your eyelid. Could I mean, you like your blink? eyelid is a super thin membrane of skin. I think it's going to just keep doing it. Wouldn't it? I mean, if we're yeah. going with the scientific explanation of how light and the human body works, absolutely. But magic? Yeah, I, don't know. I guess Maybe that's you true. Can control it. Although, yeah, I, we'll I will agree that the reflections, at least I saw, were slightly different. The biggest one... Well, the biggest one being that my, my bag here was just a little bit big. And Robin, like, picks up her bag and it's no longer like a satchel it's literally a backpack wait a what in tar tarnish is, is that something merch? i don't know silas did you do this 
Um, I, I don't know what we're talking about right now. What, what, what did I do? My beautiful bag. And you see like this bag with like patches on it. And it's like made of like cross stitch, uh, like uh, colorful different patches. And it, it was a side satchel. And, and suddenly she holds it up and it's got two straps on it. That's like different, right? Yes, it's different. And she like throws it on her, her back and kind of hunches over and, and it it's, feels really big, which, you know, it's, yeah, it's actually quite comfortable. <laughs> well, it's Robin, so funny. I'll Maybe. offer to you too, Robin, as you put it on your back, um, you know, whatever this posture, you know, the thing you've been trying to work out, it almost helps the backpack settle nicer. It's easier to carry it because it has a little extra support <laughs> right where your sort of dowager hump <laughs> is there. Mm -hmm. um, so that, yeah, is an interesting surprise. Um, and I, also, Robin, offer me a, a, I'd like you to do a quick perception check. <laughs> 17. 17. While you're all, you're talking and you're sharing this little bit and you look back up at Silas and after Silas has been talking about this eye thing that he saw, you notice there's some clouding in one of his eyes, almost like cataracts or something. It just looks like there's a little film over one of his eyes and you would never have noticed it if he hadn't brought up this thing that he saw. Oh yes, that feels just Silas? I, I said I didn't do it. Are you? Or at least I think I didn't do it. I didn't change your mask. Silas, and, and Robin kind of goes up a little bit too close, maybe a yeah. little personal spaces. <laughs> are you Are you seeing okay? Um, I think so. I oh. Listen, just because I didn't notice your bag didn't change, that's because I just don't notice things. Not because I have trouble seeing <laughs> Robin like digs into her backpack now looking for things. She pulls out a little compact mirror and she holds it up in front of Silas. Oh, what's wrong with my eye? Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like taking off his glasses and like, wait, that that was counterintuitive. And, and he, <laughs> he's, like, he's like trying to get a closer look. Yeah. Oh, so are you farsighted or nearsighted? I just don't even, I'm like bad sighted. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, it just looks like, you know, like some reptiles have that, like, second lid. Oh. It's just like a little foggy film across your eye. Oh, no. Like, what, what is, is wrong with my eye? Does anybody have any drops? Or... I do. I have I have eye drops, of course. Let me dig in this backpack. Silas? <laughs> I can find. Is that the same eye that when you look yes, in the Yes, it is, Nib. I yeah. knew you were going to ask that. Uh, well, that's because we were all thinking it, and I just yeah. sometimes yeah. say the thing out loud that we're all thinking, which is yeah, fine. Why do that? Quick, uh, Neb, what did your reflection look like? Oh, so I know what's happening right here. And I'll pull <laughs> down the neck of my shirt. And wow. Some of you have seen more of it than others, but there's just a large patch on her shoulder that has this skin that has turned hard and is a little bluish and is spreading out in a pattern that is starting to resemble scales. And she kind of scratches out a little bit. I, so this this is this is actually turning into scales. When I looked in the in the ice mirror thing, it was like all down my arm and it was on my ankle and all over the place. I think, remember when Pivim was talking about how we're 
he knew we were children of Erte because we're soft and squishy. And I thought yes. that that was just because, you know, we're soft and squishy. Maybe we, as we get these magical powers, we don't have to be soft and squishy anymore. I would like to not be soft and squishy anymore. So do you know, think this you is know. because you turn into animals that you're just yeah. like... It's weird because you you can turn into anything. So why would you be turning into something else? I don't know, but it's all fun, right? Like this, I yeah. feel like this is a, a permanent thing. When I when I turn into an animal, I can only kind of hold that image in my head for you know, like Silas. When you create things and you're you can only have it up for a little while, I can only kind of hold on to that for a little bit. But this. I mean, it's real itchy, but it's super Silas cool, and it's going just going to be there. Yeah. Silas is going to examine, like, he's going to get too close without asking, probably. Um, and uh, it and kind of exam examine them closer. Uh -huh. Is there any resemblance? Uh, because the uh, he has seen the other scales of a what he's calling a dragon mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. Is there any resemblance in size, shape, any anything like that? Um. Yeah. It definitely has sort of a similar scaling sort of pattern to it. Um, it doesn't look exactly like the dragon scales, but it, it's definitely, you know, reptiles that you have seen, fish, anything that has a scale, it's, it's, it's got that patterning to it, that natural patterning. Um, and I want to offer, as you get closer and Neb continues to itch at the seam between where the scales start and her skin begins, it flakes away. And you almost can see that as the skin peels right at that edge, it's like it's revealing more scales beneath it, as if they're kind of growing out of that seam. Silas is going to telekinetically catch the skin that, that falls. Oh, the flaky skin. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Flaky human like, skin. And he's it's just like going to kind of float everywhere. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, like, do you think that this means that there's just like scales all over underneath your skin right now? Like, well, should we just like claw all your skin off now? I mean, I'm not itchy everywhere. I mean, I'm not, not like really claw, but I'm just saying like. Well, I'm not trying to hurt you is what I'm saying. I'm just saying oh, like, no, I get it, think I get it. skin's like under there. Well, I mean, I've got it here and then I got a little bit on, on my my uh, leg, kind of in the same place where our, that ooze kind of ate through most of my leg. So, I mean, I don't know if it's related. What if related you're into to... a dragon? <gasps> I mean, you wanted me to turn into dinosaurs. Isn't that as close to or a dinosaur? even better dinosaur, yes. <laughs> What if you are becoming what you were always meant to be? Which is what? What? I don't what know. I mean, we're going to find out, I guess. But I'm just saying, like, maybe maybe this is, like, what you have always been. It's just now, it, it, like, we're outwardly seeing it or something. I think that's true for all of us. I, I mean, I'm super excited to see what happens next. Feruza, no. you're, you've been growing and... Sparking and, and doing I, all these cool things and and the tattoos on my face and like Fruza takes her glasses off just to reiterate the fact that she still has those blue lines that are like oh. sort of from the blood from the monster. Oh, Fruza, does your blue match my scales? That hey, can you can you tell? Are they the same? Like, I, is there I, I like don't a even relationship? Know if I can see right anymore. My eyes messing up. <laughs> oh. It's a very pretty blue. Fruza's blue. It's almost you know it was staining from the blood. But now, as you look at it closer, Fruz and everyone else takes a look, it's almost as though it's soaked in. 
and it is now deep underneath the top layer of your skin shining through uh, the translucence. Um, almost as if, yeah, it was always a part of you and is now just beginning to, 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 to come through. I originally was just gonna, you know, I guess when we got home, I was gonna see like my esthetician to see if she can treat it. Cause I thought it was staining, but now uh, not only does it look like- What's an esthetician? Huh? Who is what's my esthetician? Est yeah, what, what did you just say, skin. an esthetician? Skin is that a skin care. doctor? Okay. Yes, skincare. I was gonna see- I, I can't keep the titians like straight. Like there's so many different kind of titians. Opticians, yeah, just keep my, <laughs> I was gonna see if it was something that could be done, but I, I, especially because of what I saw in, in the mirror, um, the, the, the coloring on her face, it was, it was, looked like intent, like deliberate, like it was part of her and the pattern of it matched. And, um, maybe your face he, is like invisible ink and we just need to like, I don't know, like, did this, this happen with blood hit or like, I can't remember what hit yes, your face. Yes, maybe we should just cover yes. your face in blood and see if like all of it reveals. I know. Like, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I don't know if, 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 like, what Neb said, we're all becoming something. I I wonder what, what my, mine is. If Neb is going to be a dinosaur or a big fire-breathing <laughs> dragon, you know, what, what am I going to be? I, I will say this. I did notice something. The way she, well, the, the version of whatever that I that I saw in the mirror, not only, she was definitely, I would use the word strapping, but uh, she looked so like confident and self-assured. She had this smile on her face that, uh, I mean, you wouldn't doubt anything she was gonna do or say. And I would, I would love to feel that way. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 there's a lot of things I know a lot of a lot about, but there are definitely things I could I could know more about. But that that version of Feruza was no nonsense. As Feruza shares this inner secret, this, this thing that she saw in her own visage, her hair, little strands of it, just static spark with excitement. Uh, and even the, the, the tattoos or these markings on her face, they seem to deepen just for a flash as they sort of spark with everything else. It was a sort of, I, don't, I wish I could put it into words well, but it was almost like a self-assured version of, of me. Huh. Well, hey, I think that you're on your way. I mean, you just built an igloo. Yeah, this is amazing. And, and, also, and you like made that thing stop attacking us. So like, I mean, you know, I think that we all are already, but not yet throughout our lives. You know, it's, it's kind of like we know what we should be what we're told to be what we think will be and there's you know a difference between that and who we are and who we actually become and so i, th I think we're all just like in progress all the time but i'm just saying like if if you liked what you were describing what you saw on the ice there i think so i feel like you're trending that way Wow, this all this is going on my resume, let me tell you. I mean, if I even need a resume anymore. Yeah, we're never getting that. No, you just need know. to walk into a room and you'll light it up. Oh, yes. Will As I a moment 
of silence comes as you sort of reckon with that. Silas said, we're never going back. There are changes happening, not only within your mind and your heart, but literally physically on your bodies. You start to remember that image that you saw in the, in the ice near the shard, that very quick flash of a loved one. It was easy to have forgotten in the <laughs> terror of what was happening and needing to solve the puzzle and get out of there. But now in this moment of quiet, it comes back to you, sits heavy on your heart. And if you need a reminder of what you saw, I can do that. Yeah. And there was um, that, if there was that other thing. Um, you, what other thing? You guys, for a, a second, saw the person who gave you this ticket. What? Well, yes, in the reflection. Yes. You did too. Okay, I thought maybe I was losing my mind down here, which is understandable. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I saw that the woman who, who, well, she was um, the woman who ran the, um, the foster care home that I was in, and she was like my, I don't know, default sort of mom until I found my forever home, sort of. But she's the one who gave me my ticket, and I haven't spoken to her in years, and I just, I honestly thought that I was gonna see her somewhere on this trip. Like I thought maybe I was meeting her somewhere and it was a big surprise. Mm -hmm. That hasn't happened yet, but I did see her in that reflection. But something about that reflection, I, I saw Harold, but there was something. And Deb, if you can remind me again, Absolutely. what exactly had happened? Something. So the image you saw of Harold, he was covered in mud. Some of it dry, some of it wet, head to foot. He was lying on a, a green, grassy cassock in the middle of an enormous, endless bog, just marshland everywhere. And, and you know, as he, he tries to pull his foot out of this, this muck that is trying to pull him down under as he holds on to the last solid ground he can find uh, before he locked eyes with you, seemingly recognized you and then the image went away and a single tear begins to fall down robin's cheek as she says i mean i saw him but it was horrible when you saw her what did you see remind me what i saw again absolutely it was fast um mm -hmm. you saw Miss Beckett, she mm -hmm. was in the middle of a bare, dusty, cold desert, wind and sand pelting her face, throwing all of her hair away, leaving her parched and dry. Um, it just pummeled her um, until similarly, she locked eyes, seemed to see you with fear and recognition before it went away. Um, so Faruza tells the group this and it's like, I, I kind of um, wanted to forget that part because she she looked scared. Is is that what Harold looked like, Robin? He looked scared. Yes. Silas, do you see something similar? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought I was making it up in the moment. Like, I, you know, honestly, my mind wanders a lot since we've gotten here. And I feel like my mind is, like, in multiple different places sometimes. I know that's something that probably does not instill everyone with a whole lot of confidence for me to admit that. But I thought that this was another one of my, uh, you know, overactive daydreams. But it sounds like if everyone is seeing something like that, then, yeah, I saw him. And he looked like he was in trouble. I will say, though, and, you know, I don't know if this is because, like, you know, we definitely had a thing. Like, I, th it feels like he saw me. And again, I thought, you know, 30 seconds ago, I thought I was making this up in my head. So, too. you know, I, I don't know how much I'm embellishing this now. But, like, I could have swore that when I saw him, there was, like, not only recognition, but also, like, before it went away, like, I don't know, the slightest bit of a, like, I don't, I don't know, like, a relief, maybe? I, you know, I, I don't know, I may be mischaracterizing it, but it was like, it was almost like he, he was glad to see me or something. Well, if he knew it was you... And he was in a dire situation. That makes sense, right? But why are all these? So I, I assume now, before we go on to what on the you know face of the entire planet or the veil or wherever we find ourselves right now, why are we seeing this? So before we go there, did you, did you <laughs> see someone? Yeah, yeah, I saw my great grandfather in dire straits. But he passed away years ago. So whatever, I figured whatever I was seeing was like, maybe he told me the story once and I've just forgotten it and it just came up or I, I, don't, I don't know. But a lot of the same things that you were all talking about were the same things I saw. And, and yeah, Silas, I was the same way. I just thought that I had had kind of not an active imagination, but you know, the, the few minutes before that had not been fun. So I, yeah, I don't know, but it was, it was both worrying and strange. Yeah. And if it is real, because I mean, same thing here, I'm not sure for reason I remember, and I, I apologize, you know, it's only been like 12 days and I haven't internalized all this stuff yet, but like, I don't know if, the significant person that you were describing, Miss Beckett, did I remember her name right? Um, I don't know if they had passed away or not, but I know that my pops passed away. And so, and then Miss Robin, I believe Harold has as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, they didn't look like zombies. They didn't look, they look alive, perfectly alive. Um, yeah, um, I, my, um, Miss Miss Beckett, she uh, retired, and then just proceeded to disappear. And I, for many years, I took it really personally because I, I thought you know our relationship, even outside of what her job was, meant something. So when I got this ticket from her, I was oh, I hadn't heard from her in years. You're so saying I, that she just disappeared and didn't contact you again? Well, when she retired, I had already been with my my family. So I, I, I kept in touch with her for many years after I, 
I was with, I became an Armstrong. And, um, but then she retired from the, uh, the Kittery, which was the name of the, the foster home that I was in. I went to contact her one day and they said that she had left no forwarding information. I found that incredibly hard to believe. Um, but I had never again. But she did. She was. She. She looked at me too. She did. Well, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't know if there's anything we can do, especially since it sounds like several of the people that we saw are they've passed. So that's why, like I said, I thought it was like a history, a memory, a, a story, or something. Yeah, well, but like I can say that you know my pops anyway. He was not like. I mean, we used to do a lot of stuff out in the woods and, and well, I guess other people got a forest, but we used to do a lot of things out in the woods and like, it was not like, he did not look like he was in a, it feels weird if it's a memory because I have definitely never seen him because he like, you know, waves crashing around and this is Adam speaking. I think that's what happened. So no, that's not, okay, so for, for your grandfather, was covered in soot, holding to the top of a burned tree as the forest burned Got behind forest him. Forest fire. Okay, Neb, so it was your great grandfather was on a rock in the middle of a vast ocean as waves pummeled him. Even so in that moment, like I don't think I realized he was in a forest, but I'm glad that I know that now. Mm -hmm. um, that's very. Uh, that is very. Uh, that is very creepy, and so. We will. <laughs> he, he, he was in a forest, and so it could have, uh, you know, potentially been a memory, but we, it's definitely not a memory of, you know, we were never in a forest fire or because that's what he was like in the middle of. And so. Well, it seems like the last couple of visions that we've seen have been seemingly future versions of ourselves or thoughts of what the future may be. I mean, in this world, does time go forward or backward or wibbly wobbly? But what if they were visions? You know, we've been told about these other different elemental worlds. What if, what if we're destined to see them again? Or if everything we've been going through have been tests to make sure that were worthy for lack of a better term for it maybe this was another attempt to scare us away it was not a happy vision no it wasn't yeah but like it depends on who's doing that right because if if there's even like a chance that that was actually my pops and he's in trouble then that's not scaring me away like i'm trying to figure out you know where he is or, or how to get to him or you know are, are they in the veil all these people yeah or are no, they I where agree. we're headed well where are we headed i mean do we know where we're headed uh well <laughs> once we find the train and pivum we're supposed to then go to the farm farm shed wilds and that's where the last shard will be and then we put the mirror together and then we face the bull. 
Yeah, that's not. So it could be, be sort of what's waiting for us, or it could be. I don't know. It's just like we're we're sort of, I guess, at the mercy of this. I don't puppet master or something. The masochist that keeps putting us in these little puzzles. Yeah. Or Julian, like I said, even Julian. this scary vision, whether it's a, whether we're seeing something that's real that we're supposed to go and help somehow, even though the people we love are, are dead, or if this was just another scary thing in a long line of scary things to make sure that we have the resolve to go through with what we're trying to do. Either way, we're showing that we have the resolve to do what we need to do. And I still think it's Julian making sure that when we put that mirror together, that we have the resolve to do what we need to do afterwards. Cause it's gonna. What clean up his mess. I mean, it depends. It depends on if that's what, what it's he did. seeming like to me. Do like, hey, let me play around with things that I don't understand and but tra if he trap my lover forever. And but if he hmm. didn't do that, would the end result have been worse? Would the bull have gotten ivy, and then mm -hmm. everything would be worse? Right. So, lesser of two evils, kind of thing. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. Do any of you believe in fate? Believe in free will and choice and that we choose our own destiny and that the future hasn't happened yet. Destiny is old. I mean, think about well, I've it. I've never believed in fate, yeah. I've always believed in you have to, you, you make your own, you create your own. But look at where we've been, everywhere we've gone. There's something there for us. As if all of this was meant to happen or was set up to happen for us. How I sure am glad Maeve's asleep for this part. <laughs> we, we look over at Maeve to see if she's still sleeping. She's slight yeah, snore. Uh -huh. We've been stage hoodie. whispering this whole time. Very, very good and quiet. I mean, Maeve, Maeve was really against that concept when we kind of floated yeah. that out last time. But yeah. I, I wonder who she saw. Well, I'll have to ask her when she wakes up, but... We're, we're pretty sure it's going to be along the same lines as us, right? It'll be yeah. the person who gave her the ticket, and they're going to be in dire straits, and she's not going to want to talk about it because she never wants to talk about her past, but is probably going to because she's getting better at that. She is getting better at it. She was a tough nut to crack, but yeah. But, Robin, to answer your question, fate, destiny, I think that's what other people think they have in mind for you. And you can follow along or not. That's my view on it. And maybe the magic of this place or the magic of whoever created all of this has a better idea of what could happen if we followed this path. But we can still at any point turn around and go back. That's true. While it is set up like a game for us, we don't have to play if we don't want to. That's right. We're choosing. Right. Yes. To play. But at the same time, the incentives are there and we want to. Like, let's be real about it. Like, But we could... want to. It's our choice. Exactly. Sure. That just means the that the English... person... Who... Oh, go, go ahead, ma'am. Because I'm about the per... to pontificate for a moment. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's very cold and so pontificating is a good thing because we got to keep this warm. No, I was just going to say, I think the... 
Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Now I'm thinking about pontificating. <laughs> I apologize, but the pontification was this. The English philosopher Thomas Hobbes talked about this. And it's basically Silas. a con it's a, it's a concept called it's a concept called effective desire. And it is ultimately that like you can say all day long that like I will never move to Alaska because I don't like the cold. Or, you know. I will never move to a hellhole like this because I don't like the cold, maybe to make it more, you know, immediate for us here. But at the end of the day, there are a variety of circumstances that could transpire that could make someone move to Alaska. Like, you know, their job uh, is going to pay them so much more money that mm -hmm. their effective desire, they could, you know, one could say that your desire is I don't want to be near the cold. That is a desire that you have, but your effective desire mm -hmm is what you end up doing because that desire for more money or because your uh, you know, loved ones want to go there or you know, what, whatever driving force is going to out-prioritize your you know, uh, avoiding the cold desire. That's the effective desire. Ooh. And so ultimately we're gonna say that the effective desire in you know, all of the circumstances that we've had so far is you know, to get home or to at least figure out what's going on or whatever. And so we're gonna keep playing this game until we have some other desire that becomes an effective desire that outweighs that desire. I said desire okay. a whole lot. Okay, I, yeah, I actually, okay, if we play along with that particular line of thought, our effective desire right now is to Stay alive, stay on the trip, stay. What is it? You guys well, definitely not to stay on the trip. I don't care anything about this trip anymore. <laughs> well, I do in order to get to the next place. Uh, Feroza, are you, are you talking short term or long term? Because my effective desire is to survive the night. My effective yeah. desire over the next couple of days is find the train, find Pivum, um, get to the farm shed wilds. My effective desire over the next couple of days is a little different than that but if you ask me long term my, my effective desire is to see what else I can do while I'm here and learn everything that I can and keep scratching at my, my shoulder so that I get more scales it's like dandruff a little bit sort of right <laughs> I, yeah I'm bit. trying to I'm trying to do it and then like sprinkle it in the fire and I feel kind of disgusting <laughs> about that I'm sorry so far my effective desire is to help you all get home make it home to help us all get home Silas yeah and you too yeah no, no, I'm not going. You don't. Well, well then, my effective time. desire lines up with Silas. I'm, I'm here to help. Oh, you're, you're gonna stay. Like, oh yeah. Wh whatever this place is, you're just gonna stay. Here or go to one of those places that Pivim talked about. One of those, those realms. Doesn't you that sound You want to go to one of the other worlds? Yeah. Don't you want to go explore how how to, how to go in Star Trek? Strange new worlds. <laughs> yes. you know, new life and new civilization. We're infested with the nerds. Boldly go. <laughs> we love it. That is exactly ah, right. Exactly. Bold, boldly go where no uh, children of Verte have gone before. <laughs> well, we don't actually know that, I don't guess. Maybe children of Verte have been there. Ah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Feroza, are you still on the fence about what you want to do? Oh, I was wondering if this question was going to come up sooner or later. I'm still, I'm right now. I'm sort of thinking about why you just brought up Star Trek. Are we are we turning into aliens from different planets and different? Silas kind of cups his eye a little bit and starts like. <laughs> just, Is it aliens you know? if it's a different realm? I know, yeah, that's the, a question the, for Pilton. 
Like, you know, like on Star Trek, I know there were a bunch of different aliens and things. I wonder, that's a, okay. Hit the brakes, put it in reverse. How I feel. Um, for the longest, you guys know this, um, you know, I've, I've spoken about how I've put a lot of time and energy into building the life that I wanted for myself. And finally, I had it. You know, I was, I was, I was number one in most of the cases that I tried and I was doing really well. And I was on the, on the verge of a really, really big discovery. And I was going to be about to be one of the youngest partners in my, in my firm. And as a woman, <laughs> you know, I fought really hard for this. My parents were really proud of me. And I, I, coming from someone who didn't start off life too easy. And um, be, because of that, maybe didn't have the highest self-esteem to know that, you know, you made your, your parents who, who you owe everything to in this world, proud of them. Of course I wanted to go back to that, you know? Of course I wanted to go, to go back to what I built for myself. But I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder a few things here. I mean, I think like, like, what, like what you guys are saying, they're like what Robin said, at every turn we keep getting faced with things that are telling us something about ourselves or something that we're supposed to be doing or paying attention to. That's something one of my law professors used to always say about being present, because I have a big problem with that. I'm always looking, looking ahead, looking ahead. I have a hard time just looking at where I am. And right now I'm trying to practice that, which is why I'm, probably why I'm, I keep getting in trouble in weird ways, but something's telling us that we're, 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 we're supposed to be here. I don't know what that means, and I, but I'm not scared. So, well, I definitely want to share that even though I don't feel like I want to go back home at this point, I still very much care about what happens to that, you know, third third rock from the sun. Is it the third one? Yes, it's the third one. Fourth is Mars. I always think that I get Mars and Earth mixed up sometimes. Um, but, like, I do care about many people there. And so, like, even if I end up staying, I'm definitely going to desire to make sure that, you know, fire guy here doesn't, you know, destroy everything. Or honestly, even Ivy, if we let her out and she's like, <laughs> I'm actually oh, no. the, the villainous and I am going to crush you all. You know, if that happens, which absolutely happens in all the movies, if that happens, I still am going to want to stop, you know, whoever is trying to to hurt what used to be my home. That's true. I, I, I did for a minute think sort of, uh, I wonder if the people that I uh, that I love back home are, wonder, are thinking I took off. They knew I was going on a vacation, but th I wonder. I, I wish I could. I wish I knew how to tell them, or I don't know. I don't how know. long was our vacation supposed to last? I forget. We've been here, what, like 12 days or something? Like, was it supposed to be five like two days? weeks or I think it was five two days? Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they're so starting we're... to all worry. Everybody's worried now. Hmm. Silas, I think your, uh, your overactive laughing imagination woke up Maeve. Sorry, Maeve. <laughs> oh, Maeve. So oh, we got excited. And did you get good sleep? 
Oh, we, yeah, we can't, can't hear you. you. The snow is, is very... It's because you're all just so loud all the time. You just talk to the Yeah. Uh, Maeve, you just got like the deepest... They've been working and talking. You got like the deepest four to five hours of sleep of your life. Um, you are wonderful. now... I'm in going an... straight back to sleep. <laughs> you are in an igloo. The hot tent is gone. <laughs> While you, you slept, transported to Antarctica. They built an igloo around you. Uh, there is still a fire. I am gonna go back to sleep. I apologize. <laughs> I love you all. We love you too, Maeve. We do. Right. I don't. Did Maeve I just say she me. loved us. She did. We go back yeah. up and ask her. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's leave it at that. Sleepy. Nope. Feroza said she loved you. Maeve thinks you're all okay. <laughs> no take backs. No take backs. No take backs Feroza, <laughs> it's like that moment where you said that you, you loved me and then walked away. I think that's that's what's supposed to happen. You say when you first admit, you know, then you have to leave immediately. In this case, it's sleep. Oh. Wow. There's a, I mean, the, the next thing, the next hurdle for all of us is, uh, where the hell is the train? <laughs> that's, that's for tomorrow. A lot of digging. Just, Silas, can you manifest out of nothing a lot of shovels? I mean, like, I probably can, but listen, like, doing that with just a shovel, it, it, it would take 400 of us to do that with just a shovel. That is so much stuff to get down there. Well, I feel like once we find it, and I will hold up my fire fist and say, I think once we find it, we have some other options of digging it out. I just don't know if I want to be throwing that into the snow without knowing what I might hit. So we know that the train was, and Fruza sort of puts like directionally her finger, like it, it's pretty much right there. That's where it was, right? You so know where it there. was. You, okay. you could when you you know came down you know on the top of the the avalanche to get down here you you crossed over you, you know the 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 station everything is buried you don't know where exactly that is but you can see where the tracks come out at either side so you sort of know where the tracks are but it's under you know 10 more feet of snow well, hard to let, say let, let's think about the options here. The option okay. one is it's just buried where we left it and we just need yep. to find it. Option two is it went with the avalanche over the cliff. Let's hope it's not option two. Option three is maybe Piven drove it out of the way. Do we know if Piven can drive the train? Are we, yeah, but didn't we teach him? Or no, that would have been Maeve. No, I think I think Farisa, you were the only one that may have got a chance to teach, but that that doesn't mean that Pivim doesn't know how to drive a train. We've only known him for a, a day or so, and he the, turns into things and he knows things. That's what maybe. Does. <laughs> exactly. So, knows so I think the easiest thing is we start by taking a look over the cliffside and see what we see, and hopefully we see nothing, and then we take a look to see if we can see the train. And if not, then we start digging. How tired are you guys right now? Do you want to go take a look? 
I am exhausted, but I will follow <laughs> I you into the dark and the snow, Feruza, wherever you go. <laughs> Everyone needs to get some rest, and we will do this with daylight. That's probably the smart Seriously. thing. But if you want to go, I'll go with you, Feruza. Please don't. Go. Oh, no, don't I, go alone. I, it's, 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 it's dangerous. It's dark now, right? Is it's it oh, it's full, full dark, early morning. Right. You all have just all right. been slumber party chatting into the night. Um, I'll offer. It's been so quiet and so still. You feel very safe with this gently falling snow as well. If you stick your head out, your igloo's well uh, camouflaged within the floor here. Because even though you're in the canopy of the trees, some of that snow is coming through and. Now it just kind of looks like a lump, um, you know, on the ground and the little hole that you've made for yourself gets covered over a little bit, but it's pretty easy to brush the snow out of the way. You feel very secure in this, this shelter that you've made. Perhaps we can just all lay our heads down and get some sleep. I agree. Let's sleep. Let's all cuddle up like one by one and I'll try to wrap around everybody since I probably can. I love this idea, but I don't know. I still feel a little awkward about not having someone awake just in case. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I've gotten used to all the dangers that have been happening. But if we want to try. Another way to think about it is if anything can make its way to us right now, we were probably going to die anyway. That's comforting. That's definitely comforting. <laughs> I, I would like to think not. <laughs> And, and well, maybe I just need a couple more scales. I just need a couple more scales and everything will be okay. That's all. Oh, that's yeah. just more dandruff. Sorry. Do you feel yeah. the same size, Nev? Do you feel bigger? Do you feel yourself getting bigger and more fire breathing? No, I don't feel any different, but that was the one kind of not fun thing in the mirror, the ice mirror. I looked it? smaller. How is that possible? I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Like, you could go ahead and say it. I thought the same thing. How is it possible that I could be any shorter, you know? But, like, it, it, I thought it was like a trick <laughs> of the light, and I was so distracted by, you know, blue scales that, yeah, I felt like I was smaller? A little shorter, yeah. So maybe you're turning into like a pre comp signathus or something. Like, you know, one I've, of those little dinosaurs. I have no idea what that's... dinosaurs. Huh? There were a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they became birds, so, like, there were several, at least in a transitory period, that would be well, like that. I would love to be able to turn into a bird, but every time I try, it flies out of my mind. I mean, I bet uh, a lot of the dinosaurs of that day felt that way. Probably. <laughs> probably. Hmm. Uh, and Robin right, felt like her posture was weird. Well, I... <laughs> I guess we'll just see what happens next. But yeah, we should we we should sleep. I am still really wired, so I can I don't mind staying up for a bit and thinking about my demise. Thanks, Silas. I don't mind. Well, I, do we want to all just get to sleep, or do we want to have watches? Because I honestly feel like powers that be safe safe tonight <laughs> the power you know what I, i'm going I to sleep oh wait i'll do it i will sleep going to sleep you know what if, if robin if you say so and <laughs> i will okay. try to go to sleep i would be I so skeptical if anyone else said it but when she says it right 
It's Miss Robin, Silas. It's Miss Robin. Before we go to bed, I don't mean to backtrack conversations, but we, we got distracted by accidentally waking up Maeve. Um, Miss Robin, you didn't get a chance to say, do you want to stay if we get the choice? I am full steam ahead for this adventure. <laughs> I don't have anything to go back to now. I had a small, tiny apartment in the city and worked for a temp agency and <laughs> I stared at my walls way too long in the evenings. This, this is what I need. I mean, Miss Robin, even if you do make it back, I need to introduce you to video games or something. You don't have to stare at your walls anymore. Well, Feroza, there you go. You can um, be assured that whichever decision you make to stay or go, there will be people who love you there. Thank you. Well, if I was going to be attacked by monsters and, uh, you know, worry about whether or not I'm going to live or die the next morning, I'd want to be with you guys. <laughs> Something I never thought I'd say, but I completely agree. If I had to die being attacked by monsters in the middle of an igloo. I'm glad I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's all get some sleep. Curl up around each other, using each other's body warmth. The fire is still, you know, in here with your, your coats and everything, quite cozy. Um, it's very easy to fall asleep um, as the just gentle sound of snow falling on snow outside. Almost can't hear it. Oh, my God. And you fall asleep. You dream of your life back on Erte, back at home. Um, you dream of, of the adventures that you have had, of these friends that you have made. You dream of what the future may hold, whatever that may be. About eight hours later, you open your eyes. <laughs> I'm going to say Maeve is not there. Uh, you can see some footprints having left the igloo, um, but not injured in any way, just seemed to kind of go off safely as if maybe she just needed some time. And we'll see what Maeve is up to uh, when we come back with her. But the four of you have woken up. You don't feel, we'll even say maybe she left a little thing like, don't worry. You know, she's she's let you know she's, she's fine. Um, Oh, she, she took all the coffee, air. though. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I could make some more, but it's either coffee or, you know, like a, a whole bunch of shovels. So, well, and also, if you make coffee and we drink coffee that you've made, what happens to it after it disappears? I don't does know. Coffee normally, does it normally stay in your system more than, you know, a couple of hours? Probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't drink that stuff. It's disgusting. Okay, so, if, well, hmm. you know what? I think I'd rather have shovels, and so I don't have to think about that. That's an <laughs> existential crisis I'm not ready for. Uh, berries? And I will pull yes. yes. I know these stick around because they, they yeah. stay, stay in my bag. Well, I don't mind if I do. Everyone can take a berry, even though they are they are tiny. Um, you take, you know, swallow them in one bite, and you feel satiated. Like you could just go all day. Mm. Wow, well, you're getting good at these. Thank you. Yeah. I think I maybe know. it's because I've stopped trying to make something else, and I just make the berries now. <laughs> maybe, maybe that helps. One day you'll be able to 
bake them in a pie. And it's be great. Oh my God. Good berry pie. You guys. <gasps> you guys. Yeah. Good berry muffins. <laughs> good berry scones. Yes. Uh, we're going to find the train. It's going to be all okay. Pivum is yep. going to be there. We're going to get the train running again because the fire's probably gone out. And then the first thing I'm going to do is see what is left in that kitchen and make something with the good berries, a pie, a, a muffins, a something. I'm sure there's flour left over or something. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I don't know. We use a lot of it as a ghost detector. So. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be the time in where I try to just summon flour, but you know, I'll do that later. God, I forgot your ghost detecting flour. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That was some Scooby-Doo stuff. Flour and sugar. and yeah. amazing. Yep. I forgot. Okay. We spent like a whole episode. You strong like lights. You did a whole like ghost clapping thing. Oh my god. And the irony wow. being, we were the ghosts. We were the ghosts. We were the ghosts all along. We were the ghosts. What a twist. <laughs> who, who terrified the living by throwing flour and string lights around. Salt. We thought we were being the, so clever. When the little kid goes into the kitchen and sees all the doors and drawers open, it was you. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> okay. <sighs> oh, God. We're back. Yes. So, yes. Plans. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So, um, let's go. Looking over Cliff Face. Okay. Yes. Looking over the, the sides of the avalanche to see if the train's moved and then start. Digging, probing, looking. Okay. Yeah. So with your crampons, your snowshoes, what you have, you're able to kind of, you know, make your way over there without too much slipping or trouble. It is hard hiking. You know, all of this fresh new powder on top of the, the avalanche of ice beneath you. It, there are steep climbs. It is cold. The snow is still gently falling as you are climbing back up to where you think the station would be. As you get up there and start to sort of peer around and look, you know, this snow pack goes right over the edge of the side of this cliff, all the way down the side of the mountain. Trees have been wiped out of the way. Um, you don't see the train, but there's at least 600 feet of just snow pack continuing down off the side of this cliff. And if we look over, is there any sign of destroyed train? Give me an investigation bottom? check, please. Um, uh, would you do that, please? I have a plus six. Okay. You look over the edge. There's a short drop of about 20 feet. The, the short 20 feet. Mm. Um, the snow pack has filled in a lot of, you know, the, the, the cliffside that was there before and created, you know, sort of more mountain than snow slope that way. Um, the only thing you notice is that there is some scraping along the side of the cliff and you believe you may see some uh, bits of metal that have been sort of caught in the rocks on the side of this cliff. I'll point that out to everybody and say, um, it might be what? option two. We think that's the train? Uh, well, it, you see right there where there's some scraping on the rock and there's like a little chunk of something that, that, yeah. that kind of 
Now, it could be something else. It could be part of the track. It could be something else, but... That was like our home. And it's where the the shard needs to go. We need to find it, no matter what. Uh, That little piece down there, is it, like, too big? Like, you can't, like, telekinetically bring it up that big? Or is it small? It doesn't look that big. That's, you know, maybe 15 feet. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't realize it was that close, so yeah. uh, Silas is going to lift it. All right. It's a little bit of a resistance because it's caught on some sort of, you know, roots and things that are on the side there, but you're able to telekinetically just, rise just it up. Just real quick, yeah. is it less than 60 pounds? It is less than 60 okay, pounds, just yes. want to make sure, yeah. Absolutely. You, you, you pull it up, sort of, you know, getting it out of the, the grip of the, the wall, bring it up closer towards you, and you can tell that it is a piece of a brass bell. Silas, Silas, having spent enough time on the roof of this train, you remember <laughs> the train had a this brass looks bell. like the bell. It's from the bell from the roof of the train. The train's over the cliff. What? Are I you mean, absolutely even sure, if Silas? We found, even if we, found, I mean, like it, it, it definitely looks like a piece of metal, like that belong to a bell unless there's another train maybe other trains have been on this track and they've been crushed and pulverized by this you know an avalanche in the past unless that happened i i believe it is what's what's at the bottom of this cliff is it water no it's it's it was more mountainside and now there's just snow pack snow slope continuing down for 500 600 feet until it finally <sighs> came to a rest in the forest but it has knocked down like I said, you know, 500 feet of tree. Okay. Okay. Um, before I freak out, everyone. No freaking out. How far was Farmshed Wilds just in general? Do you remember, Ned? How far was it from? Do you remember? I, um, you can do a history I will, if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. Although, do here. you still have your brochure and stuff? That's what I was reaching for. I know that yeah. you have stuff but yeah she was reaching for the brochure for the basic map that absolutely showed yeah give me give me um an invest a, a, an advantage investigation check okay while you look at that i'll pull out the brochure <laughs> which is all crumpled and been you know probably a little ripped and everything and i get a 22. you get a 22. Wow. um this was another overnight so you know it was the train was going to move overnight between the glacier and the Farnshall Wilds, and it does look like it's quite a wrap around. So you know you don't know. Maybe you were only going to travel, but it could be up to eight hours of of train ride, and the train so, goes faster than you do. So yeah, if that's eight hours by train. That's a lot more. And and you know what? If we have to do that by foot, I'm prepared to, but. I really we can't do feel leave like this mirror. we can't leave. We can't leave the mirror. We have to check to see if if it's our only lead. Pivim is a, we, we have to find Pivim in the mirror. And, and Silas, you still have that mirror shard, right? You have that yes. safe somewhere. That's Although okay. I would love to give this to someone else just in case. You can put wow. it in my backpack. Yeah, you have a lot of room in there. Now. I should do it. Because <laughs> it is very, it is very different than it was before. It is. I've noticed yeah. that it is very different than it is before. Thank it you. Before. It's bigger. Why do you, do you have, do you have more stuff in there too? Do you think, did you look in there? Maybe you have more things. It seems 
Yes, deeper, but whenever I need something, I'm just, I'm able to find it quite easily, so, yeah. Well, it's, it's your backpack, so, yeah. Makes How sense. far it's down is pretty. this one more time? Like, it's, is it 20, 20 feet. Um, I mean, it's, again, it's sloped now because the snow has, you know, filled in the, the cliffside. Um, but, yeah, it's about 20 feet um, of, like, a sharp slope from where you are standing now, which is kind of generally where this train station was, down to where the snow slope picks up again. So about a 20 foot steep slope, and then it levels out and goes for about 600 feet. All right, we're, we're going down there. We gotta go down there. Can we um, just yeah. jump and then you use your powers? It's, it's to just 20 feet out? though, right? Just 20 feet? <laughs> I mean, that is at least four of me. And so, and. I will put my hand into, uh, I'll brush away some snow and put my mm -hmm. hand into the rock like I did before <laughs> yes. when we were coming down and just like out a piece of rock Yep. Mm -hmm. and go, I mean, if we're not in a hurry, I can make us a ladder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've done, we've done this a lot in the past. I don't think I can hold everybody. I mean, like if we all just jump off at one time, yes, but it's also like, I don't know what we're landing on down there. It might not be solid. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, this I'll just sink. And what if we throw some fire down there and see if it like burns away stuff? Yeah, let's throw something down. I mean, there thro throwing fire is normally like just a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I I can only. Uh, Let me see. It might. It might reach, and I will light up my fire fist and then just kind of drop it over the cliff because mm -hmm. it can go third was it 30 yeah. do do i haven't actually used this in a while so do, <laughs> um, do it do it you can also attack with it 30 feet yes 30 feet. so when i let go it goes 30 feet just sort of you know descends like an elevator down towards the snowpack the 20 feet below <laughs> um as it gets down there it flickers uh and starts to melt some of the you know fresh powder snow that's been falling at the at the surface of it um it seems to be responding to fire the way you would expect snow to respond and we don't see anything that has been revealed from my tiny little fireball. From your little, from your little fireball area. Yeah, I mean, as it continues to burn down more, more snow. I mean, this is thick, thick, you know, just dumped, you know, I don't know, cubic feet, cubic mm. <laughs> of, of snow in this area. Robin, um, you got that look on your face. I think I'm just but, trying to understand. So there's this ledge, yeah. but the avalanche didn't create just like a hill of snow that we could go down it was quite it was quite a a, a deep cliff from okay. where it was so it has absolutely filled that in it yeah. fell over filled that gap in so there's still about a 20 foot drop or you know at least a steepness before it goes into that slope again down below well i learned a trick i haven't really brought up when i was working as a volunteer firefighter but uh i think i'll save it till we need a little more investigation on finding the train. Well, now I want to get down there what quick so I can see what this trick is. <laughs> <laughs> and Neb will will lay down and start pulling out pieces okay. of stone to make a ladder. As it's going to take a little bit, so we can keep talking if you want. Fantastic. But... Okay. So 
So Neb's making this little handheld ladder out of the, the stone here. Uh, it's only 20 feet. Um, how how long does it take you to make one? Uh, it's an action. It's, okay, great. It's so instantaneous. Yeah. So it's really just going to take you like five minutes or less, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you go through, you so, you know, sort of Kind it's of so satisfying it every pocket. single time. Oh, every, yeah, every... Like it pops. Um, and so each of you can slowly make your way after Neb with these, you know, mm -hmm. these little handholds and footholds. Um, you get down to where your fire fist created its little indent. And here, um, you know, you have crampons, I think, right? So you... Right I now, have snowshoes. You have snowshoes. So as you step in, it supports your weight pretty well. Uh, you can feel the, like the the loose pack at the top slides a little bit as you stand on it put your weight on it but it's okay it's holding you pretty steady um as you kind of move to the side those of you with crampons you mm -hmm. sink in about a foot and a half of this you know oh. the loose pack at the top before you hit something a little bit more solid beneath that but again it shifts a little but you're able to pick up your foot and move it with these are dig big deep steps that you're taking with those crampons. Uh, so yeah, so Feruza sinks in. Yeah, so do Feruza. I so I sink in and hit something solid you're yeah, saying. You hit you hit about a foot beneath, a foot and a half beneath the the powder that has landed over the last few hours is this more sort of solid ice that ice sheets that uh came down with the avalanche. I was hoping it was a drain. <laughs> <laughs> well as far as you know. Yeah. So Bruce is just gonna like bend down and really quick just start scraping away mm -hmm. like near her foot to see start what, digging what down there. Hit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. You get down to where your feet are, and it is definitely ice, but there is a shadow. You, you remember this cliff was quite far, right? Probably at least sixty feet or whatever. Yeah. So it's. It shouldn't, there shouldn't be darkness or, or anything solid yet if this was all snow. And you do feel like beneath this ice, you just see the shadow of something dark beneath the ice here. You guys, come mm -hmm. here. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's, she's, she's like mm -hmm. sweeping away the last bits of snow from under her feet. Look below my feet right now. Well, what's down there? This is what I want to know. It's dark. I'm sure it's the train. You think so? I'd take a closer look. Yeah, you want to give me an investigation or a perception? Yeah, I'll do investigation. No, it's a nat 20! Yes! Okay, um, you look down and you start thinking, you know, your like engineering brain, all of those jobs that you had that required you to know a little bit of physics. You're like, oh, you know, the avalanche hit this train knocked it over the side of the cliff and then basically just shoveled snow and ice on top of it. So it would make sense that it was basically here. Maybe it got pushed a little bit, but you feel fairly certain that this physically, you know, within the laws of physics, it makes sense that if the train got hit, that this is about where it would land. Um, you can't know that it's in good shape or that it hasn't been twisted and the, you know, the engines down there and this is over here, but but it's not um, out of reason that this that could be what you all are looking at. All right, you guys. It's what is time it, for Robin? me to show you a little thing I learned. But I need you all to stand. 
very far back. And <laughs> never try this at home, kids. I mean, we're not even at home. And Neb will skip back like 15 feet. Okay. <laughs> For reason and, and Silas, again, you have to take these giant steps to uproot your feet in the, yeah. the loose powder at the top, but you're able to make it over with Neb about 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I'm making sure I'm seeing this correctly, uh -huh. it's uh -huh. under snow and ice. Snow and, and ice. You're just seeing. It's almost like if if you were to see, you know, water or or ground underneath snow and ice. It just has a shadow. You would expect it to stay a lot sort of clearer. But mm -hmm. here you can see like there's something like a foot or two beneath this this ice. It's oh, right it's only there. a foot or two. Oh yeah, it's not that far. And but it, but it's ice, so we'd have it's to chip ice, it. It's snow, you'd have to really, you know, this is like a sheet of ice that kind of went down and crushed it. All right, you guys, I'm feeling sparky today. <laughs> and uh, Robin's going to pull out her backpack, uh -huh. and she's going to reach in, and there's right away, she pulls out this pain relief rub, and she takes him out, she puts him on her hand, she goes, first it's cool, and then it's hot. <gasps> And she casts Fireball! Yay! And she rubs her hands together and you see flames begin to flick and just this huge ball of fire erupts from her palms down between her feet and um, the snow and the ice just blasts out of the way. Um, all of you kind of, you know, shield your, your face as you're pummeled with sort of snowflakes and bits of ice. You close your eyes, you're all good. Uh, <laughs> um, as this sort of blasts up around you. Um, what is the the what is the the uh, the range or not the range the uh, you know diameter <laughs> the area of this? It is a twenty foot radius. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I'm going to need some dexterity. Yeah, we're only for those of you that are 15 feet away. <laughs> Neb is in the middle of going, now that's a fireball. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This is the little thing she wanted. <laughs> okay. Dexterity saving throw. Ava advantage. 21. Not... A 21. All right. Silas effectively blocks himself and, you know, is able to, to avoid oh, the, the fire. Feruza? I'm 17, but only because I have advantage against effects that I can see. <laughs> okay. 17, I'm pretty sure yeah. Robin is good enough to, to avoid. Yes? Uh, oh, sorry. You're, yeah, you're, uh, you're yes. Safe, DC? Yes, okay, great. A, so, yes, so, so Feruza, same. You're able to just kind of cover yourself in all right ways, protect your bear skin. And Neb? Three. She has bear skin? No! <laughs> yeah. A three! Roll a four! Please. Please roll some damage, Robin. For, for Either way, the rest of us are taking years. half anyway, right? She's going to get some more scales. It's gonna be yeah. Oh! The scales are just going to come super fast oh, now. Yeah. Um, what? And do, what? The, do the saves take half? Uh, Usually, with, yes. yeah. Yes. Do. Okay. Uh, first fireball. Robin, I know, right? <laughs> Robin's gonna like as she does this. Yes, I think this works this way. Okay. Um, she's gonna yell at Nib. Nope. <laughs> and uh, I think I can silvery barbs that. Okay. Okay. Oh. Go ahead and roll it again, Nib. Can I? 
I I'm, think I, I mean, that that's a, gonna, I mean, Lauren's gonna I'm say reading no. it. I think like, Silvery Barbs makes you take the lower result. Oh, it does. It does. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, okay. I, I mean, it's very possible <laughs> I could roll worse. She already has a low result. So we're going to roll some damage from this fireball. If I could get my dice right. Okay. After this is over, every time Neb does her flame fist, she's going to be like, this is just a pale imitation to what Robin can do. Robin has the big... The big fire. And you'll have the scale scars to remind you. Yep. Oh, I love it. Yep. Um, okay, give me a second here while I do some addition. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so some arithmetic of death. Arithmetic oh, of no. doom. Yeah. Evil arithmetic. This is the first time I've ever gotten to do a fireball, like ever. And, really? Uh, uh, it's, and it's against uh, it's your allies. We love as it. terrifying as I thought it would be. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, <laughs> Congratulations! This is amazing. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask it's before you tell us the damage. Moment. Does yes. your fireball just look like a normal fireball? Is it like yeah. colored differently, or does it like what's the flavoring? Like on a your... sunflower. <laughs> I think you know, just coming from her her time as in, in the the force as a you know volunteer firefighter, it probably would just look like like real fire. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. too fancy about it. Pretty pretty darn scary enough. Yeah. Is... So much scary math. I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, when she reached over and took that second dice yeah. off the panel. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Fourteen. Fourteen for Neb. Oh wait, really? Seven for Silas and Veruza. Oh, sorry. I need to roll one more time. Okay. Okay. Plus three, another five. Seventeen. Seventeen okay. for Neb. That's still eight for Silas and Feruza. Neb, <laughs> like backdraft, just lights backwards. You, up you run around like one of those stuntmen in a movie before face planting in the snow to put yourself out. Um, those seams where your scales have been, you know, appearing, definitely this is singed away some more of that flaky peeling skin, revealing some more of it along your neck and your arms and your ankles, um, anywhere that you were exposed. And you can feel the itch even beneath your clothing, uh, where more of it is just kind of singeing off. Um, <laughs> with that, though, you look below. Robin, you have busted a hole into the top of the kitchen <laughs> of the dining car of this you know of the kitchen area of this of this train it is just blown open things inside are on fire and as you look at it you notice that the train was on at least this car was on its side you have sort of busted open the side of the the, the kitchen area of this um, train everything all of the pots pans everything inside has you know fallen to one side um the 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 appliances are all half you know off the side of the wall um and it is dark and very very quiet down in that hole oh, neb stands Robin. back up and checks to see i still have eyebrows i don't know how <laughs> that was amazing i'm sorry you guys i not that arm not that arm had so much energy built up i just didn't realize i don't know my own strength around here i'm sorry are you all okay 
<laughs> we're okay. We're in one piece, Where yeah. have you been staying? You see, they all have like scorch marks along yeah, like, like the sides of their faces and their clothes. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but it was yeah, Silas's train. Is, there's still a bit of embers in Silas's beard. And these sort of, like, passed out. That was incredible. <laughs> Never wow. doing that. You're like a sorcerer or something. No, you definitely need to do that again. But wow. now you know. Now you know like how how big and destructive it is. Neb holds holds snow on her burned cheeks. <laughs> but I found you the roasted train. us. But you did find the train. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Anyone want to go in? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? That's in the there. kitchen, right? Mm. Perfect place. I didn't know you were this excited about me making uh, muffins or a, or a pie. Uh, okay. The What's the terrain like now? Again. The terrain. Yeah, like yeah. I, not the train, the terrain. The terrain. To get to the train. So yeah. So no, just I mean, literally, there's like two feet, two three feet of snow that has now been busted away there's a like an ice fishing hole that leads into the side of the train beneath and you can see the kitchen as you peer in as the light okay you know, so we're that close in. to it and... oh you can come walk right back up the 15 feet and look right in this little ice fishing hole that robin has blasted away does and it the look like um sorry sorry does it look okay. like um it, it does it look like it's still stable like uh that um you know, Investigation the we, check. Yeah, touch uh, foot on here. Uh, you can roll that. That's a four. Um, <clears throat> you're nervous about it as you look at it. It's covered in pounds and pounds of snow. Uh, it has fallen off of a cliff. Uh, it is, <laughs> you were already buried alive by snow once before. As you look at it right now, you know, where you're looking, the kitchen area seems to be holding the snowpack, but you have no idea what kind of structural damage this has taken in this fall. So ba based on where the kitchen is, mm -hmm. um, because Adam doesn't remember where yes. the mirror was. Um, it's in the middle. It's, it's, in, it's in another, it's in the next car over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the kitchen's like the in the right lounge as we're car, facing right now. Right. Um, it would be uh, uh, forwards. Yes, forwards on the train. Yes, so mm -hmm. right a basic yeah we could call it a right it, okay. this is the this is the train car and where we were ghosts <laughs> you, where you tried to <laughs> capture the ghosts yeah so yes i think you can go forward on the train so essentially it would be right if you're sort of back to the cliff back mm -hmm. to the, the glacier so um, we really need to get that one done because like we we got to open that up because if we go inside the kitchen and try to then go to where the mirror is it's going to, uh, we're going to have to like uh, burrow through more snow or something because it's all buried right now. Well, everything's buried. Inside, right? Could we go through the train? Yeah. Like, but there's like out, outside between the cars, right? Yeah, but you have to cross through the chart, through, through, yes, mm -hmm. to another oh, car. The, but now we're talking, I mean, let's be optimistic. <laughs> Ow. And, um, if we can go through this car, the outdoor portion in between the two cars is way smaller than trying to dig all the way to the next car, right? 
It's um, worth a try. I mean, if we could just throw fireballs, we could just throw a fireball <laughs> over there. True, true, but I want to stick... How far down would it be if I went in the hole to what is now essentially the floor of this car? Um, so it would be the the three feet to the ceiling of that and, you know, another six, seven, let's say seven feet. Hmm. Yeah, let's go with seven feet uh, to drop down to kind of the the side of the other side there. Feroza? Yes. Give me a hand. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> About about a 10 foot drop. And if you're okay with it, uh, she's going to lean over the side and basically use you to leverage me down so that it's only a couple feet. Feruza, you lower her down. Yeah, it's it's easy enough. Uh, Neb, you are dangling in this dark hole as Feruza lets go and you drop onto the wall opposite this one. Um, As you kind of look through this room, you can see the cabinets that are lying, you know, on your wall and then go up the side of the wall over there. Um, You know, there's just littered with debris at your feet. As you turn the other direction, you can see the door that would open to go into the hallway and then Mm -hmm. follow its way down. That door is still closed. Um, As you land in here and you hear the little echo of your feet, it just little creak as it takes your weight. You okay, Nev? Oh yeah, you look absolutely. up. You see three of your friends' faces looking down at you through this hole, silhouetted against the sky. So somehow, despite everything that's happened to this train, the door to the kitchen is still closed. That's a that's an amazing door. Do you want? I'm gonna try to open it and see if it's passable. Uh, be be ready for, I don't know what we need to be ready for, for anything. And I'll walk over and all right, you do leave. the weird thing to look at the door <laughs> the right way so that I can open it the right way. You leave the sort of the, the, the circle of light coming in from this ice fishing hole above and the trickle of snow as it's coming through. And you walk carefully picking your way along this wall to get to the door. As you go right ways and you see that it is a sliding door like many of the doors on trains and it has a little latch lock, you go to turn it and pull it to the side and it does open, revealing the uh, hallway below. Now the windows opposite, now this is, you know, you, you have this ability to see fairly well in the dark with just this little bit of light that's coming through. You can see the windows opposite that went along that side are all shattered. Um, it is just snow and ice and rock kind of pushing up through there and that the whole side of that uh, side of that train has been compressed so that the hallway that was originally about three feet wide is more like two feet wide now that it's been kind of pushed in, at least in the area that you can see. As you kind of put your hands on either side and stick your head through to look forward and back, that pretty much looks like what's happened to the hallway. In some places, it's a little bit narrower and others, it's maintained some more structural integrity. Um, The doors in this hallway that were already open, you can see the debris has fallen through and sort of littered this area. But as you look down to the right, you believe you can see kind of off down that way where the, the dining room would be, which is sort of the farthest before you have to jog around to get to the lounge. Well, I can I can see down the, the train. 
I can see into the dining room. It's it's a mess. It's gonna be a tight fit, but it's clear-ish. Has any have, have any of the cars been crushed, or is there, or has it basically? I, I can't see any other cars from here uh, yet, but I think that's more just where I am on the train. Uh, I think I think I got it. I need to get over to the dining room before I could see whether this connects to the next car. You guys, I don't, I don't, I don't feel feel good about Ned being in there by herself. Should well, I go down I, with her? Oh, I, yeah. I wasn't suggesting I go alone, but I will if you want it, me it to. It might not take your weight, Feruza, and I certainly don't know if it will take mine. I mean, if it's going to take anyone's, I would say Feruza would be the next one to go. All right. Well, b- before we go, hey, hey, Silas, you have enough energy to, to maybe... Um, uh, fix this, this burn right here. Can I get a little help with that? Because then I can, oh, yeah, I think right. I can do something else. <laughs> I mean, Neb looks terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neb looks like an extra on Mash. I mean, I didn't know it got you that bad. I, I would, I would have done something. Yeah, I was sorry too, about that. No, it's okay. I was too busy being excited for Robin and the big fireball and everything, and now it's starting to, it's starting to get to me a little bit. And so, yeah, if you can, if you could help a little bit with that. Come on, Hawkeye, you got this. <laughs> it, I mean, Hawkeye doesn't have anything weird going on in his eye. It's cable or long shot or something <laughs> else like this. Yeah. Oh, man. And then as as uh, he's uh, groaning there, um, you see that, uh, you know, the ring kind of floats up out of mm-hmm. his pocket a little bit and uh, it, it goes around Neb and it almost looks like for a moment it's like scanning her the area on her shoulder. And uh, but then it kind of like starts like humming like uh, electronic and it like oh. like in this green, uh, you know, kind of scan line light um, start starts to heal there and it's going to be uh, 14 points. Okay. Wow. Yeah, everything gets me back to full. It's great. <laughs> everything that was burn, um, you know, sort of knits itself back together, but you can see the pattern of scale beneath your own skin uh, as it slowly becomes revealed. I'm not upset by that. All right, Peruza, <laughs> if you're going to come on down, I would you like me to be even smaller? I think I'm okay. Peruza, All right. Bruce is going to lower herself down. Um, (laughs) um, You get whatever grip you can. It's ice and snow. So it's very slippery trying to hold on to this side. But you have an axe. um, Into the side, giving yourself a little bit of stability to sort of lower yourself in and unhook it and drop. As you do, again little bit of a like creak that. as it takes your weight and seems to hold. Neb, you also feel the train just shift a little bit and the walls just kind of bend under all of this pressure, um, but it's holding for now. Hey, uh, I don't mean to be, you know, that guy or anything, but just uh, kind of throwing this out there. Even if we get to the mirror, um, this is Adam asking this. Yes. How big is that mirror again? Mirror, it's like a vanity mirror, you know. Okay, so mirror, mirror on the wall. I don't know. I don't use vanities, so is it like a <laughs> t- 
two feet, three feet wide? It's like, like um, mirror, mirror on the yeah, wall. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like mirror, mirror on the wall. You know, it's like it's you know, like a chest to just above the head, and then okay. a little wider than that. Um, I cannot actually remember. Have yes. we ever tried to get it off the wall? You have, and you mm. were unable. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Silas is is just going to say, even if we can get to the mirror at this point, like, is our plan to just put the shard in there and see what happens, or because I don't think we can get it off the wall of the train, and we definitely are not getting this train out of here in this current state. <laughs> we don't have any spells that can pick up a I guess train I'm yet. Just, I guess I'm just saying, like, we might be doing an unnecessary risk right now unless our plan is to put the shard in and then leave it until all this thaws out or something, maybe. Because otherwise, what you know, how are we going to get this back on the track? I oh, have a, getting it back on the track, uh, I think. I have a weird timing question. Yes. When we were in doing our thing, mm-hmm and trigger the avalanche mm-hmm. approximately what time of day was it had it gotten to nighttime yet it was it was almost it was you know you came out and it was still there's still some daylight so you were t- you know maybe 5 p.m or so that you emerged from the it uh, wasn't 2 13 when the avalanche it was not well, 2 necessarily no okay. a 2 13 well, has come and gone was. since then you were chatting in the hot tent so even if all we do is go check on Ivy, I think it's worth it because I think at 2.13, she came out to this. And I don't know about you, but I would be panicked if I saw this. So also well, maybe- I don't know for- about you, but I would be panicked, be trapped in a magical mirror for the rest of my existence. So, I mean like, but, but yes, I agree with you. We should let her know what the current even worse situation is. Yeah. Do we yeah. want to put the shard in? Well, it- I mean, the rest of them are in. <laughs> so All right. We, we, uh, Robert, we won't, would- won't lose it that way, at Robert's least. Gonna, should I give you the shard now, then, Neb? Uh, I, you, well, this is the thing that, the question that all of us have been kind of avoiding. What happens when we place that shard in? We don't know. Well, we don't know. this is not the last one. You have you have oh, two, right. you have this one, one yeah. and another one to go. Farm shed. And I think- Shark. Right. I think not only is it a good idea to put it in because we're less likely to lose it, but every time we put one of those in, we can see Ivy a little bit easier, and it's a little easier to do our nonverbal communication. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll have some ideas too. You know? That's true. Let's do it now. Let's put the shard in now. I right? just know that if I get on that train right now, it's probably taking like a Princess Bride style as you <laughs> wish. <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll, tr- are... we'll try to be quick about it so that, yeah. in, just in case, All right. and I, I'm going to look around a little nervous. Okay. Ruza, yeah. or, uh, Robin will pull out the shard from the backpack and mm-hmm. kind of bend down and you know re- reach it down to her because she's tall. She could probably reach All right. it. Robin, you lie down, belly down on the ground, reaching your arm down as Feruza reaches up. The two of you meet, you know, completing those 10 feet in that shaft of light as the snow falls from above. You take the shard from Robin, look over towards Neb, wondering how you're going to do this. And with that, we will see you next week on Children of oh Thank you all so much. Um, please remember that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale. I adore you all, and we'll see you next week. Good night.
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Arte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.